Good afternoon, everybody on Educated Economist Air. So I have really been on this whole world reserve currency kick, you know, the de-dollarization thing, and trying to really wrap my head around how this de-dollarization is going to look. You know, once you learn some ideas like the Triffin's Dilemma or Gresham's Law, there's certain things that really have to take place in order for a currency to become the world reserve currency or for even it to have like the ability to do those type of transactions it doesn't it isn't something that just can be willed into place like you can't just say oh well let's just use this particular currency and everybody will agree upon it and then it'll work right because it doesn't happen like that the world reserve currency status is something that is not easily obtained like you have to convince everybody that you're going to use it or that we're going to use it or that it's acceptable Right. And when you have gold, no problem. When you have the dollar, you really have no problem. But if you start using some other type of currency, well, then you might start coming into issues, issues that say that, hey, I'm sorry, but I can do maybe a little bit of this deal in that currency, but I don't want to acquire too much of it because nobody else wants it. And that's the problem that Russia is facing today. See, we had a lot of information coming out about how Russia was going to dethrone the dollar. De-dollarization going to take place. Petrodollar is on the way out. Just look at what Russia and India are doing. Russia is selling oil to India and they're using rupees to facilitate that trade. The dollar is cooked, right? And this is what a lot of people were saying. And so Russia was pumping out a lot of oil going to India. India was just like, hey, I don't care about your sanctions. We're buying oil. We're buying cheap Russian oil. Look at us go. And they were loading up on it while they filled Russia up with a bunch of rupees. Well, then Russia is just like, yo, what do we do with these rupees? Like, I mean, we can buy a little bit of stuff off of India, but really we need stuff from other nations. And those other nations... They don't really seem to be interested in rupees. I mean, there might be some trade that we can do in rupees, but for the most part, everybody is sitting here wondering what it is that we need to do with these rupees. You know, this is in Russia. So now you think about it, India has to set up something for Russia to do with these rupees because Russia is going to start dumping them out there on the market and that's not going to do well for the rupee when you consider that it's going to start screwing with the with the trade balances that India is now set up right so if all of a sudden Russia just starts dumping these rupees out there for some other currency probably the dollar cuz then everybody would accept the dollar but if they start dumping these rupees out there it'll start creating the imbalance for for India and that would upset India so India is going to set up a place for Russia to go with all these rupees, investments, right? Because they need a place to go. They have too many. They have an excess of rupees. Now what do we do with them? Well, India is just like, well, we don't want you dumping them out there into the market. So we'll set up investments for you to put those rupees back into India. Right? Now I think about it. What is India doing with all this Russian oil? Like the idea is, is that they're consuming it. But really, is that what's taking place? I mean, take a look at the article I leave down in the description. They're getting all this cheap oil from Russia, refining it, and then selling it back out there on the market. Huh. Well, that's pretty interesting. Well, that's a pretty good deal for India, isn't it? So it seems to me that the whole de-dollarization thing isn't exactly working out in everybody's best interest. I mean, here Russia is trying to find any place they can go to to sell their oil. They find it in India. India is totally cool with it. They'll buy a bunch of that oil. They load them up with rupees that they can't use. Well, this sucks. Meanwhile, India is taking this cheap oil, refining it, and selling it off to the world. You'd think that would kind of upset Russia a little bit. It was just like, man, we just sold you a bunch of cheap oil, and we got a cur currency that we can't even really use. 
you see what's happened here? I mean, this is, I, I mean, I'm just watching, right? I mean, I mean, whether or not they can figure it all out, make it work. I'm just saying that doesn't seem like it's an easy flowing thing to me. Like if the deal was done in dollars, nobody would question it. It'd be like Russia could just be like, well, you know, I can just use my dollars anywhere else in the world because everybody is accepting dollars, right? But because they were cut off from that swift trade system, they can no longer use the Federal Reserve's communication system in order to do transactions. They are trying to figure out any way they can in order to do transactions outside of the dollar, and it screws them up. Like, I mean, just just look at what's read the articles that I leave down in the description. And, you know, and this really comes down to Triffin's dilemma. Right. This is how is it that you have the world reserve currency status and what is it that you need to do in order to provide the world with that currency? That's really what this comes down to, because if the rest of the countries out there in the world are not willing to accept a particular currency, then you can't be doing trade like this or else you end up in a position like Russia is in which you have an excess of rupees that you simply cannot use. Right. So this is the reason why the dollar is the world reserve currency status is because everybody is willing to accept it and there's nothing else out there that can really compete to what the dollar is doing. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. If there was another competitor out there that could, you know, work alongside the dollar and not be like in competition with it, but be in a more symbiotic relation, then you can have another currency come in. Right? But nothing's going to come in and compete with the dollar. And if because of what we've learned from Gresham's law, like you can't introduce gold into that system, people would just immediately hoard it right back out. And nobody's going to accept a bad currency. Just look at the rupee, look at the yuan, look at, you know, the ruble. Nobody's using those things for world trade. Even the de-dollarization BRICS nations idea is screwing up. I mean, just think about it. Russia's sitting on all these rupees and have no idea what to do with it. If this was the same story going throughout the rest of the globe when it comes to these BRICS nations and their transactions, they are going to sit, find themselves sitting on currency that they simply cannot use. The most industrious nation out there will be the ones that are in the best position because they are importing all the stuff like Russian oil and exporting out all the rupees. And that's what, you know, that's what's going to end up happening as they, you know, as the most dominant one is going to be the one that is going to be the leader of the pack. I mean, it's just like you can't have an equal trade partnership when you have an imbalance such as what you're seeing in Russia with the rupees. That's not like, that's not even trade. And so when you think about having a common currency, a world reserve currency, this is what equalizes everybody. Yeah, I can buy and sell from this person and then buy and sell from that person. There is no question on what currency I have and whether or not that person's going to accept it or what I do with it. This is the this is the main reason why the dollar is always going to remain king until it completely fails. Once it completely fails, then you can introduce that new currency. You can introduce the gold back, the Bitcoin, the you know, the new BRICS currency, whatever that is. But competing against what the dollar is doing is very unlikely. And even the stories that we were hearing before are turning out to be failures. I mean, so far anyway, I mean, give us some time. Maybe Russia will figure out a place to go with these rupees and, you know, it'll turn out to be a good deal. But as of right now, they're not really excited about having all these rupees and India is trying to figure out a place that they can go with it. If they want to keep doing the deals, right, if they want to keep buying cheap oil, they're going to have to figure out a way that Russia can deal with all these rupees that they are acquiring. And again, this is like, you know, why I see it as not something that is a threat to the dollar. Right? 
It's, I mean, if it was a threat to the dollar, then, you know, Russia would be like, man, we are totally cool with this deal with rupees. Look at us go. We are kicking ass at it. We got all this other investments going on. Man, we're, we're happy. We're, we're happy we abandoned the dollar, but that's not the case. Right? What I see is Russia is getting somewhat screwed by India by buying all this, by selling all this oil in rupees, and then India getting that cheap oil and refining it and selling it out there to the rest of the market, thinking, thank you for the cheap oil. Don't do anything stupid with those rupees, yo. Okay? I don't know. That's what I get out of it. Uneducated economist, you let me know.